everyone, Edna Kimball, Edna Sells, Century 21 Wright Real Estate, and welcome to today's episode where we have the Terrence Anton, or Terry, right? You can yeah. be Terry. Friends call me Snag Daddy. Snag Daddy, okay. So just a couple of things you need to know. He is actually very, very involved in local community, member on the Rotary uh, Board, which I think is how we probably met mutual yes. yes initially through that um so very active in the community he's worked with uh, several local nonprofits, including water board i'm currently on the water board getting waterboarded once a month <laughs> well, if you've ever volunteered for these things you understand where that's coming from and his history is he's actually worked uh, with the pga golf well uh to give you an idea i used to play on the pga tour many years ago okay and this year is a milestone for me it's 50 years ago this year that I played my first PGA Tour event oh my gosh so in 1973 was the first time I teed it up with the pros and um, so I've been involved in golf and golf development for the better part of my life and that's what I do now I own a company we're the number one entry-level golf company in the world based here in the Tahlequah area Believe it or not, here in Tahlequah, guys, right. and it's global. Yes, yeah, we are global. Um, so we're doing quite a bit. I'll be going to Korea and Japan in July. Uh, Korea, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary of their national snag golf program for the kids. And in Japan, it's the 20th anniversary of our national elementary school championship, which will be televised. That is amazing. Now, for those of you who don't understand what SNAG is or golf development, can you break yes. that down? SNAG stands for Starting New at Golf. S-N-A-G, so, Starting right. New at Golf. And so it's a modified form of golf. It's a whole methodology of how we teach people an easier way to learn how to play golf. Right. Uh, teach you how to hold the club perfectly in less than 10 seconds and you'll remember it the rest of your life. So it's, it's true, I've done it. <laughs> So it makes it easier. Um, we're going to be moving on towards uh, developing uh, facilities. Uh, I've got a six-hole snack course at my home, as Edna knows. I do fundraising events for um, my wife is the Dean of Education at NSU. And I uh, have been doing for eight years raising money for teacher scholarships. Uh, we've given away 25, and I have uh, 135000 in the endowment. So on my little six-hole snack course. So That's anybody can amazing. do something if they put their mind to it. Yeah, I love that you've taken your love for the community and your love for golf and found a way to kind of merge the two. So It was easy. Golf as a game um, donates to various charities $4 billion a year. Oh, wow. More than all other sports combined. I did not realize so that. So it, nice. it is a very charitable endeavor and as, a, as an industry. Uh, we have the ability to do that, and uh, what I'd like to see, because snag is so much easier to play, even Edna can play. <laughs> okay, well, I, I looked good. I don't know if I played very well. I, and I, I gave her, good. the only tip I gave her was to lay off for two weeks, then quit. <laughs> it did, I was not a natural athlete. I'll leave it at that. But it was a lot of fun, yes. I actually put a rule out there, and I said, keep your head down. That way you can't see the people behind you laughing. Okay. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yes. So I've got new signage out there and, and there's a part of that. <laughs> Just because of me. I like that. Okay. But the team was really good. Yeah. You guys yeah, had a very yeah, good team. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know how much you paid for them, but they were good. <laughs> 
brought in a few ringers. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was looking at Quasimodo at Notre Dame. There's so many ringers. <laughs> so the the snag is obviously your full-time job. Tell us it a little is. bit about how that even came about because you were playing in the PGA. Well, in the late 80s, I was no longer playing in the PGA Tour. Um, but what I read from the National Golf Foundation was we had a revolving door of participants. So we had as many people leaving golf as we did coming into golf. And so they were they began by giving an exit survey to the people that were leaving and say, give us your top 10 reasons why you left. And number one on just about everybody, 90 something percent was the game was too hard to learn. So I said, um, hello, that's not opportunity knocking. And so it took me four or five years from that point to really think through all this. I got with another PGA Tour professional and we put together a system that could be easily replicatable and translatable. So um, what helped me was I had all this golf knowledge and my wife had all this education knowledge. So combined with us, um, we put together this system and it's worked. It, we translate it, it works just as well in any country that we go to as it does here in the U.S. And so how many countries? Where all are you? We are in 47 countries right now. Uh, oh I'm in over 10,000 uh, schools in the U.S. Um, we're, we're doing quite a bit and it's growing. Mm -hmm. And uh, with this latest uh, merge between Saudi Arabia and the Live Tour and uh, the PGA Tour and the DP European Tour, uh, we are the official entry-level program for the Golf Saudis. And so we're going to be bringing golf to a brand new society. That's so amazing. I have that opportunity to get it from the ground level. Yeah. And we, we've been working over there, uh, working on three years now. So uh, it's, it's quite a challenge when, and people don't realize this, uh, you go to a society where there is no game that has long-handled implements and a ball. So over time, you a society has to develop motor skills related to that, and that goes generation by generation. And even in places like Japan, where in the early 1900s, we introduced golf to that society, and it took 70 years before one of their participants actually won a major championship. Korea took 53 years for them to win their first, Siri Pak won their first uh, championship. And in both instances, it was a female that did it. Oh, well, of course it was. Okay. So do you think that by introducing snag first, that you will jumpstart how quickly Saudi Arabia is able to? We think so. Okay. And because of that is we develop the fundamentals. Right. And the more those are uh, put into play, the faster and better somebody's going to keep them and use them later on. Mm -hmm. And when I was researching, I spent six years researching all the other sports to see how players were coached, to see if they're doing something significantly different mm -hmm. than what we were doing in golf, what could we hijack from them, what could we borrow, what could we do? And when we got to the top level and we looked at everything from t-ball and baseball to bitty league and football, everything to see how they were coached from start to the major leagues. And what we found was at the highest level, the question was asked, what separates the best players in your sport at this level from the rest of them? And every time we heard the same thing, and that was 
Well, they're the ones that have mastered the fundamentals. Yeah. So we fund we absolutely focus on fundamentals. We take time. We've looked at other sports, baseball. I don't care who you are when you real go, estate. Anything. <laughs> it's you the go fundamentals. Back, yeah. It's absolutely the fundamentals. You have a process that you go through. In the auto industry, it's ten steps to the road to the sale. People follow those, and they're successful over time. Golf is really no different in so much as if you follow these and don't deviate, the same things we're teaching with modified equipment and snag is identical that when you transition from snag to traditional golf, you'll get the, the same result that you would if you were playing snag or if you're playing golf. Wow, that is, I love that explanation. That kind of takes us through the whole thing. You so. didn't ask me why we named it snag though. Well, because of the S-N-A-G, right? No, because no, all the okay. other four-letter words were taken. So. <laughs> yeah, I could see how you could have come up with a different four-letter word. So, okay. Um, so then, so Snag has been around how long then? Uh, actually, in market for, this is my 22nd year. 22nd year. And you had mentioned in 10,000 schools, and that's kind of where you start your presentation is to students? What I looked at to grow golf as an industry, mm -hmm. where was the number one place I could go to create critical mass? Where's the most people I could go to and look at it for the future? And where could I go where I could have them as a collective? And what would be the least expensive way to address them? So in 2001, I went to the golf industry and I said, I can teach every kid out there how to play golf for $5. And of course, I got this uh, this laughter that yeah, no way. was resounding no way. because no. golf was always considered an expensive sport until I proved it. And I went and did 30,000 kids in the city of Chicago, the inner city schools in Chicago, for $100,000. Wow. And I've taken kids from inner city schools flown them to Japan to play in their national school championship. So these kids would see outside of their environment what the rest of the world was like and meeting kids that shared the same interests. Um, we do now, we're doing um, pre-COVID and actually last year as well, we're doing um, home and home matches between the 20 best snagsters from Korea against the 20 best in Japan and it's 10 boys and 10 girls. And so, this year it will be back in Korea. Last year was in Japan. So we alternate where they go. We've got a sponsor that uh, pays for all of this for these kids. Oh my gosh, what a cool experience. It is. And yeah. it was great for me because it was a social experience. Now I've got 20 kids who don't speak each other's language. Yeah. <laughs> How are they going to communicate? And so the Japanese kids initiated it with rock, paper, scissors. Oh my goodness. And yeah. then the Koreans got hammered by the Japanese in that. And the <laughs> Koreans were a little stockier, stronger kids, and they came back with arm wrestling. Oh, okay? yeah, yeah. And they easily won that title. Yes, so yeah. it's we know what their strong suits are, but they figured it out without any adult's help. Oh, that's wonderful. So everything is an experiment in most cases and understanding. And because of that, I developed programming that took me about 13 years. Mm -hmm. And um, what I wanted to do that no sport's ever done is created social responsibility for the players. So 
13 years ago, two, oh, no, wow, it's going to be 15 years. <laughs> Time has a way of doing I'm that. I'm getting older, okay. <laughs> Not really. Okay, um, so 15 years ago in July, July 8th, as a matter of fact, we held an event and between two geographically separated parks, Park A and Park B. We set up identical snag courses because our stuff is portable. So we have the ability to do that. Um, on a space the size of a soccer field, we set up six holes. And then we had Team A and Team B meet each other through Skype on iPads. And so they were waving at each other, hi, how you doing? But they were geographically separated. I had an online scoring system, so in real time, the kids knew how they were doing playing against each other, even though they weren't right there. Right. Team A was from London. Team B was from Cape, Cape Town, South Africa, 8,700 miles away. Oh my and it was the only time in real time a golf event was played at separate facilities on identical layouts. So fast forward to about six years ago, certain, the way my brain works is, wouldn't it be cool if? And I had a whole list of those. So um, what, I, what I began doing is I created a website with a portal. And I uh, looked and said, okay, what would a league be? Because participation in youth sports has gone down, not gone up significantly. So for me, looking to say, could I get 100 kids at every park and rec come out to play golf? The answer was never going to happen. Could I get 12 kids and a coach with certain age groups to do it? The answer is yes, I can do that. So we have 12 kids and a coach are their own team slash league. So what I looked at was what are the barriers for me doing what we're doing? And number one was language. So if I could eliminate language, so we created a portal. Within that portal is a texting application that translates in milliseconds. Oh so, so cool. and you could be a coach in Japan. I'm in Germany. You can text me based on dates that you want to play matches. You right. see that I'm available on July 8th. And you can text me and say, we're the Stuttgart Stallions and we want to play you on July 8th. And I'll write back where the Japanese kamikazes and we will <laughs> we'll love, to, well, yeah. <laughs> love to play you and so they play on their local field I play on my local field we post our scores and we see who won very much how video games are played online the difference with video games and what I'm doing is in video games everything is 24-7 in total darkness with me I had to factor daylight to be able to play so that's why we different time zones yeah. how we did all this to make it work so you have to play within 24 hours of when you say you're going to play and post the scores um, so the other part is the kids will all pay a hundred dollars we went out and researched all youth sports and found out globally that a hundred dollars was incredibly fair for 10 matches okay so out of that uh, hundred dollars every time two teams play a match, I'll be donating 200 meals to feed my starving children. Oh my so the way we've got this postured is every year we'll be donating through the kids' activities and their financial contributions as well as we've got ways for them to go out to the community to do even more. 
uh, these kids will be doing millions of meals on an annual basis. Yeah, if you're in 10,000 schools, then... Well, we've got that. We've got parks and recs we're going to be going to, all the golf courses, plus think about this being globally. So That's true. all the places Online. in Japan, Korea, mm -hmm. Taiwan, Vietnam, all the places, these 47 countries that will be fielding teams for the same thing. How do we help kids who need to have food? Yeah. How do we feed them? I had no idea. I knew that you were super involved in our local community and giving back, but that is amazing. That's phenomenal. We, and it will start out with my first love is golf. The second thing, and I started locally the robotics program through NSU. Yes. So the second part will be robotics so that I can engage kids in robotics from all over the world engaging with each other. Mm -hmm. And I feel that if we get them on a lightly competitive way, but because of this portal that we have, we're creating 21st century pen pals because they can now text each other in their own language and start communicating back and forth. And even if a, a child creates a friend and doesn't play anymore, we allow them to use the portal for the rest of their lives to talk to their friends. That's so cool. And so um, we call this Matches for Meals. That is amazing. All of this out of Little Tahlequah, Oklahoma. That's crazy. So are there any local schools that are doing SNAG? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, all the local schools have SNAG, but okay. they got it right before COVID hit. Uh, and yes. it's still sitting in closets. Right. And so I met with the yeah. local superintendent's office and whatever and said, look, it's just sitting there. Would we get somebody to, I'll help with the training. We'll do whatever we need to do to get these kids playing. Yeah, you do a big build up and then COVID shuts the schools down, sends everybody home, and it's hard to get that momentum going again. And so we had to really jump start it with the Japanese-Korean matches. And now it's, um, it, our school championship has grown so big in Japan that now we have to have a Eastern Japan version, which we make as the main one, and a Western Japan version. Oh because the demand for teams to go is so high. That is amazing, that is amazing. So since snag has become such a big focus, are you playing any regular golf or? Haven't played in 15 years. Oh, seriously, okay. No so time. Yeah. So I had to make a choice. Do I want to spend time with my lovely wife and family or do I just want to go out and do that when I'm engaged in a golf-like activity 24-7 with people, friends, Yes. You know, when they come out, and um, so that's... Yeah, and the interesting thing is, obviously I'm not a golfer, but when we were there for a couple of the tournaments, there are some very serious golfers that show up, and they take it very seriously, and they... they Shoot their lowest scores, <laughs> prefer to play in my event. Absolutely, We, absolutely. we get 100-plus percent return on teams coming back to our event. Yeah. And part of that is because we also have the best food of any golf event that's, <laughs> that's out there. True. But it's it's also it's the Fun. setting, the I mean it's just it's very aesthetically gorgeous, but you've got a well, lot of fun things going and on. And we out know there. we named the course Snagusta. Oh okay. there you go, there you go. Absolutely, absolutely. So if somebody was interested in this, how would they go about getting more information? Uh, they can contest contact us at info at snaggolf.com. And you can look at everything we do at snaggolf.com. <clears throat> okay, so we'll put your uh, we'll put that information in the link below. So all they'll have to do is uh, 
click on that and that'll take them right there to get things started. And I encourage this, the local schools to get those, those equipment out of the closet because it is so much fun. It is. And we spent, uh, we spent it, well, we've done it twice now. And it's, you know, it's just like playing golf because you get to hang out with your people and have great conversations. And, and it's for fun. the right cause. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the great thing about Tahlequah is you've found a way to give back globally um, here, like you said, in Tahlequah. It's like nobody believes that there's an actual golf course at your property, but there is, there is. So, so size-wise, if somebody has the area of a soccer field, then they could... Oh, they can play events. They can play okay. matches for the kids. Um, so in the decade of the 80s, um, we had no soccer. The first 1980, that soccer was virtually unknown. Oh, yeah. And it was through the local parents going to their city and county uh, meetings that forced, in the decade of the 80s, over 100,000 soccer complexes were built in the United States in the decade. And that's where the term soccer mom originated because they're the one who showed up and said, we need facilities for our kids. This is what they want to do. And so all I've done is said, well, we don't have to build all these extra facilities. We can schedule with Parks and Recs when they're not being used. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So we can, we can do it. And it takes about an hour for somebody to go out and play a match. And so it can be shared very easily with the other sports. So it sounds like we need some snag moms to encourage the school systems to get this up and going. I yeah. would love to build a commercial snag course for the community. Okay. And part of it is I've had some preliminary conversations over the last few years with the, um, the tobacco settlement group. And what they're looking to do is what are the activities we can get kids outside in fresh air and interaction instead of being indoors on a electronic device. And the concept behind snag is how inexpensive can I make it for a family? Because if you go right now and you have a golf experience for a family, it's over $200. Um, we look and say, what could I do this for a family of four and food to be $50? And the answer is yes, we can do it. So the concept is I know I can build and maintain them. And that's the reason I built my own course is so I could measure and record all my cost that I've had over and the course will be 12 years old in November. Oh, it looks so, brand new. <laughs> so, um, having those numbers will help somebody to say, wow, this is that inexpensive to maintain and make it fun. Yeah. And so it's a great place for youth groups to go out. Uh, you could have young adult. Can you imagine all the university kids being out there? Oh, yeah. And the concept is two-hour golf movie ticket prices. Okay. So for kids, at for $50,000 donation from this, I can have uh, kids 10,000 rounds donated to the local kids to be able to play. So if I could get, let's say, um, Cherokee Nation, wink, wink, and <laughs> um, Tobacco Settlement people, double wink, wink, yeah. then we could have 20,000 rounds donated for the kids to go out and play after school, on weekends, that sort of thing, for them to be able to go out and enjoy this yeah. and be outdoors, breathing fresh air and having social activities with their friends away from electronic devices. Yeah, and I, I do want to emphasize that 
it was from me, a beginner, never having held a golf club, to some very serious golfers, and we were all on the same course, and it's doable. So, you know, children, moms, dads, regardless of how familiar they are with it, they would absolutely enjoy it because it's not, it's not dummy down. Um, Just easier for them to do. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so. We use a larger ball, larger club head. You play off a mat and a tee. And so you have a, a better chance of striking the ball and making it go where it's supposed to go. It doesn't curve as much any, in any direction, which is very good. And I've got one mom locally that when she started, she wasn't very good, but I, she came to me privately for a couple lessons and her kids were making fun of her. Now the kids don't want to play because she, <laughs> she's winning. Just <laughs> killing them. Like I wish that local mom was me, but it's not. They still make fun of me. So we're going to put all the information below um, so that they can find you and they can also check out the website, get more information on it. Um, but thank you. I, if anything else, we just wanted to... I didn't even know how huge of a thing this is as far as the giving back to the mills and everything. I just know that you guys are participating in our local community, giving back, what you're doing for NSU, what you're doing for our community. And, and I want to say this you. is buy or sell your house through <laughs> And for my wife and I, it was the best experience we've had in real estate, uh, the most professional um, it was outstanding. That's all I can say. Uh, and we had two um, real estate experiences back to back that went incredibly well. So very happy with that. And I think you would be too if you engaged her services. I really appreciate that. And, and I did not pay him to say that, but thank you so much. I, I feel like at this point, you guys are friends. And Well, you'll be contributing to her retirement, <laughs> you know, in, in the Isle of Capri off of south of, of Italy. So. Yeah, he's, he's going to be hitting me up for a nice fat check for, for NSU, right, for those scholarships. I'm okay with that. So, well, thank you so much. I know how much you've got going on right now, and we appreciate you taking the time to come out. Um, and hopefully there'll be someone out there that this really resonates with that'll reach out and we can get this going locally in Tahlequah for the students. So thank you so much. Now guys, as always, please like, follow, and share. And if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, reach out. Or if there's someone that you would like to have on, or you just want to know more information about something cool and local, like Snag, then please reach out. And Terry, thank you again so much for coming out today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure as okay. usual, Anna. Thank you.